Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Thursday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Big 12, or Big 12, Big Elk TV is going to be busy tonight, Jared. Busy. Big Elk football, a huge softball game, district ramifications. It's going to be a busy night. We'll tell you what's going on there. Also, some other huge games around the state in high school football college football back tonight yeah in my mind really kind of starts tonight last week was sort of an appetizer tonight's the start florida utah no cam rising Yee. tough break for the utes and, and a stat about florida that will boggle your mind what could that be? Just their 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 non conference games and leaving the state of Florida to play them. How long it's been. It will boggle your mind how long it's been <laughs> since they've done what they're gonna do tonight. Uh, also this weekend, what player or players are you most excited to see at OU or OSU? Or both of them. Give me a guy on each of those teams that nobody's talking about right now that by the end of the year is going to be a household name. Then I want you to – this first part's going to be hard for you, Jared, because of your pessimistic nature. I need you to get on and, and just think of rainbows and sunshine and give me your most optimistic season – that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State could have. And then this second one's going to be pretty simple for you. Doomsday scenario for both. Okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, talk a little bit about what happened last night at Nebraska. Holy Moses. Incredible what they did for a, for the volleyball game. Is there anything that could possibly rival what the Cornhuskers fans did last night? I'm sure everybody's immediately rushing to one thing in this state. I've got some bad news for you on that. On the, just the You call me pessimistic? No, well, this, the mechanics of it to try to break that record. And then Jared will have the lowdown on the talk of the town. And that is... The sorry pieces of trash trying to ruin the 85th Rodeo of Champions. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area one of these days and you want to listen to us live, easy peasy. Log on to KADSAM.com, or even better, if I were you, download the free Paragon Communications app. Why is it better? Well, it gives you all kinds of options. It gives you all three radio stations under the Paragon umbrella. 
It gives you the ability to look at the Penny News online. Go pick up a free copy of that Penny News. The print edition is out everywhere as we speak. It also gives you the ability to watch Big Elk and Paragon TV. Big Elk's tonight. You'll have Merritt and Hollis tomorrow. I mean, it's just great stuff available for free. Did I mention that no, that word, free? Free download. Yeah, don't let – oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Free download on Paragon yeah. for, for the Paragon app. That's what, right. What were you going to say? Did you have something No. No, I was trying to be smart. No, I typically was not smart. Oh. I had a smart comment. I thought you were talking about the penny news. I was like, don't let the name fool you. It's not a penny. Oh, it's free, too. That is free, too. It is free. Uh, And then, of course, the Skinny on Sports podcast. We podcast the show daily. So if you miss one of the days, you want to check us out, it's easy. K-A-D-S-A-M.com or anywhere podcasts drop. How are you today, Jared? I am fantastic. Feeling like Friday. I was saying that earlier. It feels like Friday. Yeah, I know it does. Like, all just, right, football. Just because Woo! of the football game, right? Yeah. Then I was like, you know, going to the game, especially a home game, going to the game, watching the Big Elks win, going home, watching the Big Elks win again, <laughs> you know, sleeping a little bit on Saturday. Not this case. That's okay. Not today. That's okay. It's kind of nice to have a Friday where we're not rushed to get yeah, out no, the door and get stuff done. And I told my wife this morning, she goes, well, what do you think today's going to be like? I said, crazy, because it's a game day. It's the first home. You know, it just, it, it's amazing how fast these days go. Like, as soon as we get off of here, cut the weather, and then it's like, next thing you know, it's 3 o'clock and we're going to set up, or 2 o'clock and we're setting our stuff up, you know? And then... Rushing back, trying to get news done, weather done, sports done. For me, logs done so that just in case something crazy happens and the game goes past midnight, which there's no way it should, but you never know, right, that we'll at least have radio playing and not just dead air. Right, right, right. So it just feels like it's – I know we're here, both here from 8 o'clock – on before eight o'clock today until we go to the field at like five yeah yeah. those nine hours feel like they're about four it flies yes it does okay tell everybody the scam that has hit Mm, yeah the rodeo sad well a lot of like like most events everything's going online you can buy you and so you can go online and buy tickets to the oak city rodeo of champions and apparently there is a fake website floating around that looks like the website that you would buy these tickets for the for the rodeo and people are getting scammed i don't know by how much what the magnitude is so the the committee they've they've kind of put a text blast i got a few texts last night about it i tried to get to our morning guys this morning to talk about it to uh, to get people to know that you want to buy these tickets at only one place. It's elkcityrodeo.com. That's the website, elkcityrodeo.com. I'm going to go ahead and just put that on our Facebook yeah, page. Do that. I'm going to go ahead and do that. So you can feel safe by clicking on that and knowing that you're going to go directly to uh, our reputable web, web website, the official website, to buy tickets to the best rodeo in western Oklahoma, <clears throat> elkcityrodeo.com. Don't fall for the other one. 
If it looks fishy, it probably is. Okay. We want to avoid people putting in all their credit card information and, and or debit card bank info and then losing that and, and getting scammed. So elkcityrodeo.com. That's the only website that you can buy tickets to the spectacular event. Yeah, and that's the the major problem. First off, you may end up with a ticket that's not real for the rodeo. Right. But honestly, the, the rodeo itself and the, and the expense to the rodeo itself – isn't the major problem it's the fact that you're giving up all of your banking information and liable to have your identity stolen for much larger purchases aside from just the rodeo itself Which is right a huge headache I've, I've swiped a card and where it had one of the skimmer deals wasn't necessarily that it was at a restaurant i won't say where it really wasn't their fault they just kind of got hacked or something i'm not sure but we were made aware that, hey, um, your info has been hacked or your banking, you know, and we had to. Why can't we say the name? It's not here anymore, is it? No. I'm just trying to make sure we're not okay. ruffling feathers. Well, don't do it. Don't do it. By saying his name or the name of the, we'll call it, uh, well, I'll just do it like this. We'll call it Montana M's, Montana yeah. M's. Yeah, that's what is I that, thought. Is yeah, that I remember too, the, that, well, the reason I know this is. No, that's too obvious. How about M Mike's? That there happened to my wife. The exact same, same place. Same place. Yes. So we were probably part of the same scam. <clears throat> yes. It sucks. It's not fun. So. Yeah, the headache of trying to figure that all out. Yeah. You just don't want any part of it. No. So go to elkcityrodeo.com, all lowercase all together, no spaces, no nothing. Just type in elkcityrodeo.com, and you will avoid the headache of the dastardly scheme that's going on. In the process of putting it on our socials as we speak. Okay. So if you see a, a Paragon uh, Facebook page, Skinny on Sports, Casey or whatever, and it's sharing the rodeo ticket link, it's legit. That's the one you need to go to. Yes. Okay, did you see what happened in Nebraska yesterday, Jared? I did. I did see that. So, yeah, you're talking about the volleyball game. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> well, you're talking about the other? Okay. I'm talking about the homeboy that got pulled over <laughs> in his Ford Taurus escorting a full-sized Watusi bull to a parade. Have you seen this video? Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. It's unbelievable. I need to look this one up. He is taking the top it's just anyway kudos to this guy and he got pulled over i don't know for what he had the bull muzzled maybe the seatbelt wasn't on the bull but he's he's even got a like a, a fence panel as a rail outside the door on the passenger side to try to keep the bull in and the the very best part of this whole entire video is the the last camera angle you get is kind of the back third of the passenger side of the car and it is just completely covered in poop or guacamole as they'll say at the rodeo this weekend <laughs> <laughs> the clowns or whatever oh uh, it's awesome it's just oh, it's just wow. not something you see every day i'll tell wow. you that another thing that you don't see every yeah, day you told you... me this and i'm thinking wait a minute well you see videos of this yet i haven't seen it. i'm gonna look it up when i'm done posting all this stuff I'm thinking, well, he's not breaking a law, is he? I, I, is there a law in I the didn't state of actually, Nebraska? You cannot have bovine in the front seat. Of your I did car. not actually listen to the news story. I just kind of <laughs> saw it. 
<clears throat> I guess if I'd have listened to the words, maybe yeah. I'd have the answer for you. It got off with a warning. Yeah. <laughs> There's other bigger crimes it, out there. It's pretty funny because they actually pull him over in downtown, I, I'm going to guess Norfolk, Nebraska, because I see that on some different signs here. Okay. And you, there's one view where it's like shooting back across the street, and there's all these people in their office building just looking through the windows like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Very, very good. Uh, the jokes, the, the puns were coming. Oh, you know, he wouldn't have got pulled over if he'd have been in the cowpool lane. <laughs> Maybe he was headed to Memorial Stadium. Yeah. That's where everybody else in Nebraska was. You know how I know there's not a lot going on in Nebraska? <laughs> uh, no, that was the joke that came to my mind last <laughs> 92 night. 92 grand at the at the volleyball game. No, it's what an amazing amazing atmosphere and amazing accomplishment that was last night. The largest crowd ever to watch a women's sporting event occurred on Memorial Field or in Memorial Stadium last night in the Nebraska Cornhusker Lady volleyball team. I mean, just wow. That's the only word that came to my mind when I started seeing videos of it is just wow. That was pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, you know, they played really good volleyball at Nebraska. They won a couple titles. One could say they're now a volleyball school since their football well, team has hit yeah, the skids. I mean, maybe it's like, well, it's been a while since we've seen a win in this stadium. Let's get some volleyball going in here. Um, okay, jokes aside, you know, is, is they, they're embracing – Nebraska embracing volleyball like – OU has embraced softball as far as women's sports is concerned. Now, I know Nebraska's not as dominant as OU softball has been, but they've won. Let me, I'm just, I just looked it up. Since 2000, they've won one, two, three, four national titles. I mean, that's not bad. That's, that's success right there. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of support for it. It's pretty cool. So who did they even play? Did you say? Uh, I honestly don't know. <laughs> Was it a scrimmage? Who did they <clears throat> I honestly, uh, Iowa maybe? I'm looking right Iowa, now. Iowa, uh, Zach, 10 bucks. What's that from? Uh, that's Saved by the Bell. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah, Nebraska, Omaha. That's right. Because here's, and here's one of the cool things that they did. They actually put the, gave some money to those, you know, like the University of Nebraska- of Omaha and in Carn, you know what I mean. They spread the wealth. Oh, that's cool. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, for being able to to get all that together. That's cool. So it, it it immediately makes you leap to mind. Okay, what what's next? What could like what could be the the, the next yeah. big thing to try to break this record? Has to be women's sporting event. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay. I know a lot of people around here when they saw this. I guarantee you immediately took the leap of, why not a softball game on Owen Field? Right, right. Kind of hard though, right? The logistics, like the that's the, that's my point. That it's going to be hard to left for, field would be hard. It's going to well, it's going to be hard to break this record in a in a football stadium for about anything because of the dimensions of the volleyball court. Because when you look the way that that thing was set up. There was tens of thousands of people that were on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, at field level, being able to kind of look up at at the game or what have you, where a softball field is just too big. I mean, it's hard yeah. to have a stadium big enough to be able to to play that game on the on the field, right. and then also have that many in the stands. I think if you generate enough, if if you're generating enough excitement and interest in breaking a record like this, I think. 
just, you know, what's another successful women's sport at OU? Gymnastics. You see what I'm saying? It's like, okay, hey, listen up, OU fans. Let's break this record. Nebraska can have this record. The uh, very successful women's gymnastics team will do a thing. I don't know if they could do it outside. You'd be risking bad weather, but that's the only thing I could come – because you would have the – definitely have enough space on the field. That's the only sport I can think of. What other sport – because you have to think of how to get that many people to watch, to come to a stadium to watch something. Softball, because of the dimensions, would be incredibly hard to pull off. Well, and and to have a a field that big. Right. So what else? What other? So I think gymnastics. A stadium there's a, that there, big. There's a there's a lot of success in gymnastics. Well, I, I think the easy answer is the sport is, is the game that was just overtaken by this, and that is a World Cup final in like the Rose Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, a, a yeah. soccer mm-hmm. that that seems like the natural one, right? Because you don't really have to change anything and you get interest outside of just, say, a university or even just this country with soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but if you're like a, like a not, not a gimmick, but like a thing like this, you know, gosh, you'd have to think something, you know, is it, is it uh, you know, UConn basketball? Problem is with that, outdoors in the winter, it's hard to get a very nice day. It's hard to guarantee a nice day. You know, could there be some of the women's hockey? We've seen the, you know, we've seen those yeah. games outdoors. Yeah. So, that's I, I. My point is, I don't think anything else is happening to even come close to what happened last night at Nebraska. And that's where kudos to the Cornhusker fans for for not only not only thinking of. This, this idea, but following through with it and participating and breaking the record. You know, and the truth of it is there aren't very many programs nationally that would have the ability to make this happen. But like you said, the Huskers have been so successful for such a lar- large period of time here that they've, they've built that you know they built their their place in that fan base, which is one of the best ones there is. And they showed up and showed out. It was fantastic. Uh, it's, yeah, it's cool to sh- see from N- Nebraska their fans. Outside Nebraska, everyone thinks, well, they're just football fans. They they wouldn't show for anything else other than football. They have this incredible sellout streak for their football team, even in the bad times. And so it's pretty cool it's to see that they – no, they're just more than just football fans. Absolutely. They're, they're Nebraska fans. Absolutely. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, we're getting rid of a little bit on text message. I, I'm not sitting here telling you that even if you could play a game, a softball game in Owen Field, that OU fans would show up 92,000 strong. I'm not even telling you that. That's why I think this is such a unique thing that Nebraska did. Could they fit ninety two in there? I guess you, no. You can only you, fit eighty six. But but I'm talking like on the field. Could you fit another ten? I don't think so. Not right not field, with the big the, not, not with yeah. the size of the. You could fit some. You could put some stands out in right right maybe, center and right. But you're field, not going to get ten left grand. Left field would be a problem. You're not yeah. putting anybody in left field. Mm-mm. That doesn't go just in the stands of the of the field. It's intriguing, but it's it's hard to see it work. I don't think. Well, here's the deal. 
you don't do it to try to break a record. You just do it because it'd be cool. You're right. Yeah, the the goal of OU softball and Owen Field won't be to break this Nebraska record because that's not going to happen. There's, there's not a way to do it. No. And so instead, the goal is to get 50,000 watching a softball game. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, that's really what the goal would be and just kind of the cool backdrop of playing in that stadium. I promise you Patty Gasso has already brought this up to Joe Castiglione. I promise you she has. Okay, you know what's even cooler than Love Field, Love's Field? Owen, Owen Field. Field. Yeah. Now, kudos to the Nebraska people. That's That was awesome. It's awesome to plan something like that, and it's even cooler that it didn't just flop. Yeah, no. And be, yeah. You know, not what it was intended but to I've be. But I've heard this. They've, they've touted it up for a while. I've oh, yeah. Talk about it. This is the day that we're going to do this. Been going for yeah. a long time, yeah. and, and they showed up and showed out. Probably looking up the same thing I've looked up. Uh, hey, is that what you're doing? I Ticket get, prices for that game last night? Yeah, I get future games. I can't get. I can't get. Uh, current prices i i mean that's a good question were they just giving them away or were they just five bucks a pop what were they i don't know i'm not 27 to 405 dollars on scat on on seat geek there i I, yeah i got 25 for adults five bucks for children okay yeah and some of those obviously were more expensive they sold eighty-two thousand seats in three days it's pretty amazing Pretty amazing. Pretty cool. All right, Jared. College football, in my mind, starts tonight. I know there were a couple games last week. Whatever. It starts tonight. It's Labor Day weekend. It's Thursday of Labor Day weekend. It's college football time. And we get treated with what we thought might be a pretty good matchup. Florida going to Utah. Return trip from last year in which the Utes went down and lost in the swamp. It's kind of a surprising loss. For a team that turned out to be as good as they were. Um, yesterday afternoon, it was revealed that Utah quarterback Cam Rising will be doubtful for the game tonight. Coming off the ACL tear that he had in the Rose Bowl against uh, Penn State last year, I guess not quite ready to return. That means junior Bryson Barnes expected to get the start with redshirt freshman Nate Johnson um seeing some snaps he it says change of pace so that means to me he's a runner not a thrower that makes sense sure i would think yeah uh so i mentioned an amazing stat about florida you want to just fire out a guess at how long it's been since the university of florida played a non-conference road game outside the state of florida 20 years. It's been 20 years. 20 years would be what? 2003? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been 20 years. It's been way longer than that. Uh, 25? Higher. 35. Just a tick lower. 32. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, 32 years. 32 years? September 21st, 1991. Way to really challenge yourself there, Florida. Now, here's the deal. You can make snide comments like that, but guess what? Every other year they go to Tallahassee and play Florida State, which since 1991 has been a hell of a challenge most of those years. Yeah, that's true. And Miami 
here and there as well. Mm. So it's not like they've been playing Bethune Cookman every year, right? Only. Yeah, it's not like Sanford or anything. It's, yeah, they you know, actually, yeah, well, they, I'm they've sure got, they played them, but yeah, they've got Florida State on there, which just happens to be in the state of Florida. But still, that's an amazing eleven thousand six hundred sixty-seven days. Hmm. You know where they went? Did I say that already? No, um, I can only imagine. Where'd and they, they lost, so maybe that's maybe why they quit. <laughs> Spurrier said, "Nope." Where'd they go? The Carrier Dome in Syracuse, New York. Oh, really? They lost 38-21 to the Qs back on September 21st of 1991. Mm. So I guess if you want to do the research to see the last time they won a non-conference road game yeah, outside of the that? state of Florida, we'll have to continue the search uh, since wow. they lost that one. Um, I, I still, with the struggles that Florida had last year, losing Anthony Richardson as well, I think it's hard, right? Is it hard for you? It is for me anyway. It's hard for me to see Florida being able, even without rising, Florida being able to go out there and beat Utah on their home field. I mean, it gives them a chance without rising. Utah's still, what, a four-and-a-half-point favorite? I'm sure that's – I don't know it what that – down from like nine. Yeah, I'm sure that, uh, that did drop. But it's still Florida, though, in a sense where I, I – I think okay, it's still Florida in the SEC. They got it done last year, but I know they that was with a little bit more talent. But and then they had a disappointing season after that. So, but that's disappointing for Utah, and that's a little concerning. I mean, it's been how long for Cam Rising? He's still not about ready. nine months. I mean, that would have happened on January first. So yeah. here we are, nine months later. And and it's but not like you can. It's not of- like you can use the excuse though for for Utah. Oh, they're just holding him out because it's a nobody opponent. I mean, this is an it's still SEC Florida, like I said, team. Yeah, yeah, it's still a – it could be – like any SEC team, they could come in. Like Florida's had their success, and we think they one day they could get back to it, just like Tennessee is currently doing right now. So I'm not necessarily giving up on Florida, even though Cam – you know, I, I think it could be a really good game is what I'm getting at. And it, either result wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, I'd be shocked if Utah lost this game. Hmm. They just beat people. We are up. here tomorrow. All right, fire out a burrito, you bet. Think so? it's, and it's Am not... I that confident? In... Are you? Billy Napier. You know why I asked you about the Western Oklahoma Realty Pick'em if it started tonight? Because I was you wanted ready to, pick to Florida. switch. I was ready to switch. Speaking of Western Oklahoma Realty College Pick'em, we got two days. We're nearing the 100 mark. 87 as we speak. Western Oklahoma Realty College pick them on the Skinny on Sports Face. I, I put out another link yesterday. The link got two. Listening got six extra, at least in the timing of it. So, come play. Let's get to that $400 winner if you win. Get in there. Spreads four and a half. Utah is favored by four and a half tonight. All right, let's uh, shift our focus Something we really haven't – I've been putting it off, and now here we are two days before the game to really start talking about Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. I think part of that's because there's so much up in the air. You know, it's hard mm-hmm. to hard to kind of know. But give me some players, player, players, whatever that might be, that you're most excited about seeing for oh, both OU and OSU coming up on Saturday. Uh, We'll start with – OU, I am excited about um, McCullough. Um, 
Deshaun. Deshaun. Yeah, Deshaun. I'll keep saying say Deshaun. Deshaun McCullough. I'm excited to see exactly how he works in Brent Venable's design defense in that cheetah position. How effective he is. He he showed some some bright spots in the spring game. Definitely looked at as athletic as they can get. Interested to see where they put him down on the edge to rush. Will they back him off? Will they show rush? Then back him off. Can he still make plays? You know. So it's just you know the answer to your question, it's guys. I'm excited to see. It's kind of a two part answer. Like new guys, I'm excited to see. Oh yeah. Because we know what Stutzman is. I, I'm always going to be excited about him because we saw what he was and his trajectory. Can he get better than what he was last year? That's pretty dang good. He, even on that that six win team, he was pretty good and he was very effective. So. If he can get better, which most people think he can or will, we'd hope so, he'll be incredibly fun to watch. So for me, though, is is McCullough and how they move him around in that defense and how um, effective he can be. Now, that, so it, for go ahead. Yeah, no, go, no, it's funny because I, th- I think if you ask OU fans this question, almost every one of them are going to come up with somebody on defense. Yeah. Well, there's outside of Jackson Arnold. Well, sure. I mean, which I think people are excited to see just what he is, even though he's going to be a backup at least to start. But I, I think there's a whole host of people, both that we have never seen, and also that we've seen a little bit of and, and want more. Stutzman's obviously in that category. the the last the, the last impression he left against Florida State, he was a man. He, he was what you were hoping you'd see for his first two years at OU, and finally, it's like he figured it out. In, in the Venable system, he was all over the field that night against Florida State, making plays all over the field. Can that can you can, is that now the baseline, right? Mm-hmm. And then get better from there, or is this going to be a year to try to work back to where he got at the end of last year? You're hoping not. You're hoping that's where he starts, and then you know sky's the limit from there. Right. The guy right beside him, everybody wanted to see more of last year, and he has himself said he wasn't ready, and, and that's Jaron Canick. What you know, the promise that he showed just in f- small flashes last year. Can he put that together for for more time on the field? Obviously, McCullough's there, and then you know, for me, the, the almost the guy, and, and there's more that I'll get to. But having having said those names, there's two guys, both from the state of Oklahoma, that I I can't that I'm really intrigued to see. One, does Ethan Downs finally break out? You know, you've seen him. He looks humongous. And the natural comparison has always been there to Dan Cody. Both white guys, both defensive ends, both from Oklahoma. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's just always been a natural comparison to make. Can he make that leap that we saw from Dan Cody? And then the other guy is Trace Ford. What Trace Ford do you get? Do you get the Trace Ford that was healthy at OSU, that was one of the best defensive players in the conference and on a trajectory to be one of the better ones in the country? Or do you get the ones that's been hampered by injury? All reports say that he's looked phenomenal in the fall camp and that he's as healthy as he's been in a couple of years. If that's true, then I know the the buildup from McCullough was so huge. And rightfully so, as a, as a freshman All-American or what have you at Indiana. But if you get Trace Ford, 
That is an unbelievable addition to yeah. what has been sorely lacking in Norman, and that's a pass rush at a defensive line. I don't know, but man, if you do, I mean, we've all seen him and how dynamic he was able to be at Stillwater at times in his career. And then, of course, you've got to go backwards. And Peyton Bowen. You know, PJ, How much will we see of Bowen? I think you know, you're going to see. I think you're going to see a ton of Peyton think, Bowen. You think so? Absolutely. I think you're going to see too good to keep off the yes, field, kind of. Yes, I, I think no doubt about that. I think he is the one yeah. that you're going to see the most of. And then, of course, you know, PJ Adebowale. You know, he is he just going to be kind of situational pass rusher? Um, but and and then I, I thought it was, I think it's a good sign that at least to start Gentry Williams was able to fight off any comers at that other corner on the other side of Woody. But he's a guy we haven't seen a ton of. Seen him make an interception right. when he's been out there, but we hadn't seen a ton of him. So, you know, it's it's all on the defensive side. The offensive side, you feel like there's enough guys, I mean, that that'll be kind of – at least this week, uh, well, should be for the first four weeks, the, the offense will be okay enough to win these games if the defense is improved. And, and here's the truth of it. If the defense can't be improved, your 200 Venables getting some, some of his guys, quote-unquote his guys in, right. then there is major, major, major issues ahead. I mean, the common thing we've always said, year after year as well the defense can't be as bad as last year well if it's as bad as last year <laughs> I'm, if it is, we're and, in some trouble and here. i'm not even kidding you when i say this if it's as bad as last year i don't care what the record is if it's as bad as last year oklahoma is on the wrong path yeah with the wrong coach right 100 percent 100%. And you would think that – and you would hope that it was it would not be as bad as last year. Again, oh my Lord. saying that what we just said over and over again. But the, I guess uh, here's my optimism, if you're looking for any, is is the, the fact that a lot of those names you mentioned are venable guys, right? He's gone in the portal. He's brought in a lot of his guys that he feels like – or dudes that he feels like can run his style of defense. Obviously recruiting. The uptick on the defensive side has been a, a heavy – uh, emphasis on the defensive side, most recently with David Stone. I know that doesn't factor into what we're talking about now, but but uh, uh, Bowman uh, or Bowen, excuse me, absolutely does. And Bowman, is Bowman a yeah, Billy Bowman's yeah. a junior. So that I guess overall, just anxious to see some all those. To answer your a broad answer for your question of who you're excited to see, it sounds like we're really excited to see a bunch of these defensive guys that are Venables guys. Yeah, Nima and McCullough, we're bringing him in from Indiana. Yeah, but Stutzman, Downs, right? Those were, guys that have been there, right? Have they acclimated to get better? The Venables, get what you're supposed get to get be. better, get what we thought you're going to be right. coming out of high school. All right, on the OSU side, um, for me, it's Ollie Gordon. All right, well. Mine too. Is it really? <laughs> it's it's Ollie Gordon. That's all you've heard about is how good this guy is. And he never got a chance last year. Right. The the last game, well, it was raining. Was that West Virginia maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, Ended up in a loss, but he got to play. I think that was in Stillwater. But it, it was in Stillwater. Was I think raining. it was against West Virginia. It raining, was, yes. I think. Yes. If I remember right. And you just, 
it it felt like he made plays even in the muck of that game. I can't wait to see him. Ollie Gordon is he just looks the part, right? Mm-hmm. He looks the part of a guy that can really be a difference maker. And so it, it that was an easy one for me. Give me Ollie yeah, Gordon. Yeah, me, me too. And yeah. then on on the other side of the ball and this this is we know this guy more cuz we've seen him play a little bit more but still not near enough for my taste. Colin Oliver. Is that who you had to? All right. Let's just <laughs> like, move on. Like Colin <laughs> Oliver play the the snaps that he's supposed to play. Yeah. Cuz he will be the anchor of this defense. Or- See, a lot of people think it's Kendall Daniels and, and it's like it's like the OSU coaching staff has done such a disservice in Colin Oliver's first two years, especially last year, that people forget how damn good that guy is. Mm-hmm. Guy was a freshman All American, and then last year it's like he got lost in the shuffle of "quote unquote" depth. When you don't have your best player out there, your best player is, is I guess, is the depth on the second team, and he gets twenty five snaps a game. Come on, man, get him out there and let him terrorize people, right? Because he can do it. We've all seen him able to do it. Yeah, who's somebody? On each team that you don't really, not really talking about right now, that by the end of the year is going to become a household name, and it could be for whatever reason. Young, it can be because you know transfer. I, I, it can I'm, be whatever. I'm buying into a little bit of the hype the last couple of weeks from hearing Coach Venables seeing the dude get a scholarship. Oh no! And that's Freeman because not. I think they're trying to find that guy. That's gonna fill in what Stoops has done for so long. That 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 little guy who finds open space makes we we've, we've seen fl- very little flashes of it. But he's he's a he's a, I say household name maybe household in the state of Oklahoma where everyone's gonna be rooting for this kid. So I think they're gonna utilize him a lot um, and, and get him more involved. Okay, I'll take Tyler Guyton. Okay, offensive line. I think you're gonna. He- I think he's gonna. Kind of the uh, Anton Harrison route. No, not really talked about. And then all of a sudden you look up, and now he's projected to be in the top couple of rounds of the draft. Transfer from TCU. He looks. I, I think he's gonna get his shot, and he's got all the tools. And and in in uh, Stillwater. This one's a young guy for me. That had all the potential in the world as a recruit. Saw glimpses last year. I think it's Talon Shetron, the receiver from Edmond Santa Fe. I think he's okay. kind of one of the next ones in that line that that has been pretty successful up there on the outside as receiver. So I'm going to take Talon Shetron. Uh, that will be the hype for him going into his third year next year is going to be off the charts because of what he does this year. Yeah, I really don't have an answer for OSU. I mean, I I can get on board with that too, because Mike, Mike, I've I've always wondered because OSU they've they've produced a lot of really good wide receivers, and so you know there's Brennan Presley who who we know right, but who's right who's going to be the next one who's going to be the next wide receiver standout from OSU and that could be the guy. And another nod to, I may be buying what Pat Jones is selling after us, a little bit too much when he saw, but. Yeah, I, I think Bowman is there, and I think Bowman is starting. I don't think there's any doubt about that. 
but watch out for Garrett Rangale. Yeah, he was kind of put in a bad spot a few times last year. Watch out for him um, as the guy that kind of wrestles that job away. How accurate is this depth chart I'm looking at? Is he number two? Yes. All right, well, this isn't accurate. Who's it have number two? Gundy. Gundy? Yeah, come on, man. There's if there's no way. It'll be Rangale. Yeah. Rangale will be the guy that, that gets the first chance. If Bowman if, if, if something happens to Bowman right. or if he's not successful the way you think he is. All right, give me your most optimistic season for both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. For OU, I'll go my most optimistic here is ten and two with losses to Texas and TCU. And I don't and those are two conference losses that keep him out of the Big Twelve championship. I, I know I put him in the championship game yesterday. Uh but after sleeping on I guess maybe I'm taking a step back. But that's my op- optimistic That's as optimistic as you can get. Ten win season, sure. It's pretty good. Your pretty most good optimistic year. season you can possibly come up yeah. with in your mind is not even well, making the Big Twelve title game. Sunshine well no, that's the whole OU point of it. Fan. Well, the most optimistic would be 12 and 0. Okay. That's <laughs> I mean, better. I'm trying to be realistic, too. Well, that's, see, that's your problem. That's your problem with answering this question. I knew you wouldn't be good at this answer. You'll be great at the next one. What are you, 12 and 2? 12 no, and no, 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 no. 11 and 1. 11 and 1. 11 and here. The most optimistic I can come up with. And a, a big part of this is because the schedule is so bad. Yeah. That schedule is not good. I know people. People want to say that well, isn't easy. It's yeah. it's not very good. It, it, it they have added three group of five teams to it. Right. Yeah, I know they're in the Big Twelve now, but they weren't a year ago. And so half your schedule is group of five. Yeah. So eleven and one, losing to Texas, and then getting revenge and beating Texas in the conference title game. Yeah. Wherever that puts you, when it comes to playoff, I, OU will be down that pecking order so far because of that because of the schedule. And the awful non non conference schedule, and so it's it. it you, you mentioned it yesterday. Can the Big Twelve get in with one loss? I think Texas can, and they may be the only ones because of the, 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 of, Alabama. Of the Alabama game. Right. For OSU, and, and just keep in mind, for any those of those who don't follow OU, this was supposed to be a year they played Georgia, and then things changed so oh they yeah they had to find they had they yeah. always traditionally schedule yeah they had one a marquee non-conference and see, game you know what i heard the guys say this in the afternoon uh earlier this week why didn't they just move that to a to a uh neutral site because the the prop the reason why it got canceled is because there was no going to be no guaranteed return game so just to Athens. play it one time just play it one time at a neutral site and move on that way nobody gets the I wish they'd have done that. That would have been fun. Yeah, like down bad. at Jerry World or something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly Sugar right. Sugar Bowl or something. Mm-hmm. Or a, a, a Mercedes. Mercedes-Benz in, in Atlanta. Whatever, yeah. whatever it could be. There, yeah. There's plenty of spots for it, but they, it just didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, for Oklahoma State, what? Win every game. You don't play Texas, right? That's right. So, so what, 10-2? and two? That's what I had. 10-2 and, 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 and get into the conference title game? If two went to no, my my two are again conference losses. Mm-hmm. BYU and Kansas State. I'm, I'm, I kind of went down well, like then, okay, you know. Okay, but so, I mean you could swap those like OU and Kansas. Yeah, it'll or, it'll just know. come into there will be all kinds of different tie break scenarios. Sure, but ten and two is my best case scenario for OSU. That's what I'm going to say as well. Right. And that that yeah, they do avoid uh, Tech. They avoid Texas. They avoid TCU. Right. TCU. Correct. 
Very, very. I mean, and again, we listen. Go into both of OSU, these schedules are so easy. Yeah, and we go into this OSU f- season much like uh, what was that twenty one? No, and, and that's another no thing. clue about him. And they well, turned and up zero expectations. Zero. What happens when Mike Gundy has zero expectations? He loves it. He, he exceeds on them. It. Yeah, almost always. Yeah, almost always. I mean, it would be cool as hell if we ended up with the last season in the Big Twelve. A Bedlam Big 12 title game. That'd be fun. That'd be cool. That'd be real fun. I mean, clearly, I mean, I'm clearly as rooting fun for- as OU Texas was a few years ago. That, that would probably be a lot of fun for for in-state Oklahoma. Oh, I think interest. it'd be awesome. Yeah. Almost uh, in a lot of ways more awesome because we're going to get to see OU Texas and, every year. And they should play it at the same place they start a bedlam and that would be Guthrie, right? They should no, just yeah. move it. <laughs> I don't think you get Jerry to agree with that. Can we get to the Lazy E Arena maybe? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe go play it on at Memorial Field in Nebraska. Try to break oh, a well, that's all right. Don't forget tonight. Big Elk TV. Busy, busy, busy. Softball at Bethany, five o'clock. I think it's what I saw in the game changer for the time. That is a Matchup of the teams tied for second in District 4A1 with two losses. So somebody's going to be all alone in second place right behind Weatherford after tonight. Elk City and Bethany, 5 o'clock Big Elk TV. And, of course, we've got a 6-15 pregame ahead of the 7 o'clock kick for the Elk City Elks. Home opener tonight against Bridge Creek. Both teams come in 1-0. We'll talk about that one here in just a second. All right, give me your doomsday scenario Mm. in Norman. Uh, very similar to last year. Uh, six wins, six losses. Um, you know, loss to maybe someone like Central Florida, Texas, OSU, BYU, TCU, even even on the road at Lawrence, Kansas. That, um, you know, just kind of snowballs from there. You know, even – and I know nobody has any faith in Cincinnati, but I, I'm a little apprehensive about it because they're going – it's Cincinnati's first Big 12 game. It's fourth game of the year. It's at Cincinnati. I If they were maybe a tick better, that may make me a little bit more scared. But there's always that, that like, okay, they're going to be jacked up and ready to go. Yeah, thank and, goodness yeah. that one's an 11 o'clock game. Yeah. For if yeah. you're no you fan. But they're going crazy. Oh, it's our first Big 12 game. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a lot win. worse at 7. Yeah. So you can see it black out. Right. Everybody raging drunk. Right. But but just frankly, six and six, not because of who they've lost to, just because they just didn't get better. All those questions we had about defense, it's just a much of the same, which would yeah. lead to something like this. And then, man, how embarrassing would it be six and six against a schedule like that? Oh, yeah. That's, uh, so that's worst know. case. Worst case, sneak into a Pop-Tart bowl or whatever and lose it. I think, you know – defense showing little to no improvement yeah you know i, I don't think they can lose six games against the schedule no, but, I'm, but seven and five here's the deal case, but seven and five is about like six and seven last year in my mind sure. against who they're going to play right. um and and to put real salt in the wound of that terrible season losing to both texas and oklahoma state yeah. on your way out of a conference that you've dominated for years yeah. uh what about up in stillwater all about the same six and six you know that south alabama team is not bad that's coming into stillwater on the 16th easy to overlook them and get beat you know and then they get kansas state and kansas back to back uh albeit in stillwater still 
probably the best Kansas State and Kansas have been good at the same time in a long time. Uh, that's um, that's a tough ask. You know, there's OU, Central Florida, BYU. Those are games that are almost 50-50 at this point because of the unknowns of Oklahoma State. But worst case is is six and six for me. Yeah, I have a hard time. I I can't even make it worst case losing any of the first three. Nah, Arizona well, State. Yeah. Arizona State has re, they're like third in the country. They're bad with new with, with with replacing new players. They're like seventy five new players, and Colorado's number one, setting a record at eighty six. So that the turnover there is huge. They are not playing for a bowl game. They self-imposed a bowl ban this year. Smart move, by the way, for Arizona State to do it this year when they're going to be terrible. So kudos to them. I would have asked the coach or at least told the coach I was going to do that. Arizona State's clueless in the uh, upper management part of their athletic department, so they didn't. I I just can't see them losing any of the first three games. But then here's where Doomsday starts. You go up to Ames, struggle, and lose that one. K-State is good, like people think they might be. You could lose that one. And then things kind of start to sm- to snowball like they did for Oklahoma State last year. That's the doomsday scenario, and obviously losing the last bedlam has to be involved in any doomsday scenario. Yeah, six and six, five and seven would be a, just one of the just horrible. I, I don't. I, the Kansas. I'll be honest with you. I think there's less of a chance that happening in Stillwater than there is in Norman. Right. The doomsday scenario happening, just because of a, a big part of that is Mike Gundy's track record when he goes into seasons with zero expectations. We got no idea what Venables is as a head coach yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We do with Gundy. We see this time and time again. It's like he plays possum. When nobody thinks they're going to be any good, here they are. And so, to me, in a season like this, I would have said it was easier for the doomsday last year than it is this year just because of the season they had in 2021, a whisker away from playing in the college football playoff. You know, those are when the letdowns come. Mm-hmm. The letdowns don't normally come after a bad season. The Kansas State, just the timing of the Kansas State game kind of eerily reminds me of the timing of TCU last year. You yeah. know what I mean? The difference is it's at home. It is at home, but what if they come out, they get like a 17 nothing lead on them and then lose it and then watch Kansas State go in a run? Yeah, it's all, but it's also, it's you know, eerie. you got a week off after Iowa State. Yeah, you get to prepare and for it. And it's a Friday. That'll be interesting. That is going to be a Friday night game. Friday night. Uh, it's a Friday night. Are we playing? No. Elk City plays Thursday. OSU plays Friday. Okay. OU Texas is Saturday of that week. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's a wild week. Oh, boy. I think, it's, I think it's Elk City and Chickasha. I think the fifth. OSU Kansas State the sixth. OU Texas the seventh. Nice. All right, speaking of uh, Elk City, Big Elks tonight, Bridge Creek. What are you looking for from Elk City? Much of the same. Um, you know, with, with um, well, slight improvement as far as the turnovers and penalties are concerned. You want to clean that up from last week. So those were the notes that we thought that Coach would take, and he kind of confirmed that with us. And just doesn't have to be flashy. Bridge Creek, let's face it, is not a good team. We know what we're getting coming in here. So continue to run the ball good. Maybe expand the pass, you know, see what more we can do in the passing game. Maybe not out of necessity, just see what what we got. And let's get some of those young guys in there and stay healthy. I don't expect a very exciting game, to be quite honest with you. 
How about you? Yeah, I was fortunate enough for, for those poor kids last night at their team meeting, unfortunate enough to ask <laughs> to uh, go talk, go speak to the team. Uh, that was I appreciate it. I thank Coach Maynard for asking that. I still, I was like, did you know to, you're a motivational speaker? I was trying to figure out why I was there, right? Like, <laughs> they were looking, at, and those kids were looking at me like, uh, who's the fat guy? He didn't. <laughs> started looking at the then offensive Then you started talking to go, oh, that's that guy. Yeah, they started looking at the offensive lineman going, he must be one of them. <laughs> Is he a new coach? <laughs> little, little did they know uh, what it looked like when I was actually their age. No, but seriously, it was cool. I, I mean, obviously never done anything like that. And, and I, didn't, I didn't use the old radio joke. Ah, yeah. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, where you say, yeah. hey, uh, I'm not used to crowds right. listening to me speak yep. because I never get to know if anybody's actually listening I'm, and turn your back and that kind of thing. I'm the same way. I can't do it in crowds. It drives me crazy. But I, I obviously won't say what, uh, what what Zach told his team in the last, last of that team meeting, but it's not too dissimilar to what he told us yesterday, and that is it doesn't matter who the opponent is right now, good or bad. What matters is the Elk City Elks continuing to improve ahead of September the 29th. Give yourself every opportunity to get better ahead of September 29th because that's – he didn't use that date, but I will. That's when everything matters. That's when every game starts mattering, when you take that trip down I-40 to the Tornado Bowl. And don't miss an opportunity to continue to get better. Because you're going to need to continue to get better if you want to have the season that you want to have. So, no, Billy, there is not video of that speech. Everybody was told to put their phones up. Thankfully. <laughs> Thankfully. Uh, but that's tonight, 7 o'clock, 6.15. Or, yeah, 6.15 for the pregame. Head of the Big Elks and the Bobcats. Other games, Jared. By the way, uh, cash is October Okay, so it's cash, cash here. That's then right. Then Chickasha is the next Shea, Thursday. The next Thursday. Okay. Yes. I couldn't back remember back the Thursdays. Yes. I couldn't remember the order of those games. Oh my god. Um, man, I took a bad day to take off work. Friday the thirteenth. I wouldn't go thinking. <laughs> um, did you see what happened yesterday? Uh, no. There was a there was an arrest made. Uh, are we going back to Nebraska? Because there was a Nebraska arrest. No. That going, wasn't yesterday. Where we're are we going? back to last Friday. No, last Friday. And the events at Choctaw. Oh, yes. I saw the arrest. Yeah. The, and the arrest yeah. was made yeah. of a 15-year-old kid that had zero to do with Dell City. Right. Yeah. And we talked about that on Monday. People do better. But those the team and the, and, and the coaches had zero to do with that. And it turns out that's true. Now they get a chance – Hopefully to kind of start to put that past them tonight, hosting Booker T. Washington on their home field at Dale City. Right, yeah. There's also the battle in Norman, Norman North and Norman. That will be on Owen Field, by the way. Cool. Wait, what? Yeah. Why? Norman North versus Norman. Nah, stay off the turf. Keep it fresh for Saturday. Well, there's a reason why they're playing on Thursday, be my guess. <laughs> Uh, also, one of the 4A1 versus 4A2 games again this week. 4A1 did not fare very well last week. I don't think they're going to fare very well this week either. Bethany plays John Marshall. And then the game of the night, Heritage Hall hosting Millwood. That's a that's just for entertainment purposes. Dude, that's an awesome game. Awesome game. Awesome game. But what you need to do is tune in to Big Elk TV. 
7 o'clock kick. The Elks home opener against the Bridge Creek Bobcats. Hopefully, about an hour in, you know who's going to win. And at that point, if you want to start putting on your second TV to something else, maybe turning our sound down but keeping the picture up and listening to something else, that's fine. Just keep us up there, though, Yeah. throughout the evening. Everybody have a great Thursday. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.